Diane. Diane. Go over and greet those new people over there. Okay, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's go to Isaiah chapter 7. What do you say? Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Now, I still believe in the virgin birth. How about you? Amen. See, the reason that Jesus had to be born of a virgin was to bypass the sin nature. And the blood that flowed through his veins was sinless blood. Do you understand that? That's what makes his blood precious. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name, call his name what? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Well, I thought his name was Jesus. Well, here it says Emmanuel. But if you want to find out where Emmanuel gets hooked up with Jesus, let's go to Matthew, the first chapter. And the 18th verse, Matthew 1.18, let's, let's go there. Matthew 1.18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together. It's before they had, you know, marital sexual relations. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband... Being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she'll bring forth a son, and you will call his name, what? Jesus, Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin will be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name, what? Emmanuel. Now what prophet said that? Isaiah. We just read that, didn't we? Uh, they'll call his name Emmanuel. So when you say Jesus, you've said Emmanuel. When you say Emmanuel, you say Jesus. His name will be, call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, what's it translated? God with us. And that's what happened, isn't it? When Jesus was born of a virgin, God came down to us, didn't he? Didn't he? In, in, in Jesus and you've got to remember, Jesus is the second member of the Trinity. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so when, when God took on human form, Emmanuel, the second member of the Trinity, took on human form, he became known as Jesus. God with us. Look at that verse. You see, the other religions of the world, work, they're, they're trying to work their way up to God. But in Christianity, God came down to us. Isn't that wonderful? It, it, I mean, that's wonderful. And, and Christianity is not a religion anyway. Religion's been made out of it. But it's a relationship with Jesus. 
relationship with God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. His name will be called Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. See, he was born of a virgin. And he called his name what? Jesus. So you see how Emmanuel gets hooked up with Jesus. You see that? You put Isaiah together with Matthew and you can see that when you say Emmanuel, you say Jesus. When you say Jesus, you say Emmanuel. You need to realize that Jesus has many different names. Notice in Isaiah 9, 6. Isaiah 9, 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Notice this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called, what? Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There's a bunch of names there, isn't there? You know? Wonderful. When you say Jesus, you've said wonderful. You've said counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. How can you? Well, wait a minute. How can you say that? Well, Jesus is one with the father. Is that right? You can't talk about the Holy Ghost without talking about Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus without talking about the father. Is that right? It's a trinity, three in one, right? Three distinct persons, yet one in complete and total unity. Is that right? Hey, if you if you talk bad about me, you've talked bad about my wife. If you talk bad about my wife, you talk bad about me. We're two distinct persons, but we're one. You can't separate us. Did you hear me? And so when you say everlasting father, you've said Jesus. When you say prince of peace, what have you said? You've said Jesus. Do you understand that? So when you say Jesus, you say Emmanuel. When you say Emmanuel, you say Jesus. You say Jesus, you've just said wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Does Jesus have many names? You know, a name is something uh, by that which something is known. Like if I said, uh, if I said school teacher, you know what I'm talking about. Is that right? What does a school teacher do? Teaches school. Is that right? Is, is that correct? If I say auto mechanic... That describes what that person does as an auto mechanic. Is that right? So if we say Prince of Peace, we've described Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. He brings peace, doesn't he? Are you with me? So does Jesus have one name or does he have many names? He has many names. Now, we just cited a a few of them, about a half a dozen so far. But, you know, he has, I mean, he has so many names that actually you can alphabetize them. I did that one time. I went and I alphabetized all the names in the Bible that I could find for Jesus. And let me just share them with you. Can I do that real quick? Just, just take a moment. When you say Jesus, you say advocate, almighty, amen, ancient of days, apostle, author and finisher of our faith, bomb of Gilead, beloved of the father. Bishop, branch, bread of life, bright morning star, captain of the Lord's host, captain of salvation, chief shepherd, chosen of the father, cornerstone, Christ, commander in chief, daysman, 
What does daysman mean? He's, Job asked for a daysman, one that could lay his hand on both God and man. You see, Jesus is the daysman. He is 100% God and he's also 100% man, you see. He can lay his hand on deity and humanity. He's the only person that can do that. He's known as the day star, the deliverer, the door. You know, Jesus is the door. He's the only way to God. He's not the best way to God. He's the only way to God. Did you hear me? He's elect, eternal life, faithful and true, fairest among 10,000, firstborn from the dead, foundation, fountain, fourth man, friend of sinners, glory of Israel, God manifest in the flesh, governor. Boy, he's got a lot of names, doesn't he? Should I go on just a few more? Great physician, head of the church, heir of all things, holy priest, holy hope. To have Jesus, you have hope. Horn of salvation, image of God, just one, judge, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Shalom, King of the Jews, King of Kings, Lamb of God, Light of the World, Lily of the Valley, Bread, uh, Living Bread, Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Lord of Lords, Lord God Almighty, Lord of Glory, Lord Mighty in Battle. You got a battle. Jesus is the one for you because He's the Lord Mighty in Battle. Master, Mediator, Messiah, Mighty to Save. Jesus saves to the uttermost. There's nobody beyond his saving power morning star passover power of god prince of peace as we've said redeemer boy he's got a lot of names doesn't he (laughs) we serve a living savior resurrection and the life rock of our salvation rose of sharon savior of the world son of god and god the son he's not just the son of god but he's god the son you understand that He's the son of man, son of righteousness, sure foundation, teacher, unspeakable gift, vine, the way, the truth, and the life, wonderful word of God, word made flesh, worthy, who was, who is, who is to come, the Alpha Omega, first and last, beginning and the ending, and everything in between. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. You can go into the word of God and find that, that Jesus, he's all that, these, what we've talked about. Can anybody say amen? Aren't you glad to know we serve a living Savior? I mean, he's... He's something else. And you know his name, when you say Jesus, you say all those names. That's one reason the devil is so afraid of the name of Jesus. Because when you use the name of Jesus, you hit the devil with all those names. You understand that? And if you look at Philippians 2.9, let's go to Philippians 2.9. Look at this says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. How many of you know Jesus' name is above every name? Any name you can think of, Jesus' name is above it, not ranks it. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, those on earth, And those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So he has the name above every name, doesn't he? And that at the name of Jesus, what does every knee do? Every knee bows and what does every tongue do? Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Is that right? Let's just, let's just glorify God and say, say, Jesus is Lord. Lord. One more time, Jesus is Lord. Lord. Well, there's just something about that 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 just blesses me. 
You know his name, there's salvation in the name of Jesus. Look at Acts 4 and 12. Acts 4 and 12. Salvation in the name of Jesus. What do I mean salvation? Well, what I mean by salvation here is how many of you know there's a heaven above and a hell beneath? How many of you know there's, there's a hell? How many of you know there is? Somebody said, well, I don't believe there's a hell. I've never seen it. You know what? Uh, I asked that to one person. I don't believe there's a hell. I've never seen it. I asked that person, have you ever seen your brain? Well, I've never seen my brain, but I believe I have one. How about you? You know, hell doesn't get talked about too much these days anymore from pulpits. Isn't that sad? Did you know Jesus talked more about hell than he did heaven? Did you know that? And, and, and I'm one preacher that I still feel I have an obligation and a duty to remind people that there is a hell to shun and there is a heaven to gain. You understand that? And when, when I talk about salvation, people say, well, saved from what? Saved from hell. Glory to God. Saved from an eternity separated from God. You know that hell is hot. Hell is a bad place. I don't want to go there. Does anybody in here want to go? I don't want to go there. It's good that we don't have to go there because Jesus came, born of a virgin, died on the cross, shed his blood, was buried on the third day, rose from the dead. And he did all that so we don't have to go to hell. Isn't that wonderful? We could never thank him enough for that. But you know, as bad as hell is, that's how good heaven is. And I like to emphasize heaven. I like to warn people about hell. But you know, heaven's a wonderful place. How many of you want to go to heaven? Oh, I sure do. I'm looking forward to it. The Bible says it's better than here. So when I talk about here on this earth, when I talk about salvation, I'm talking about missing hell and making heaven. Notice here in Acts 4.12, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other what? No other name under heaven given among men by which we must be what? Saved. So can you get saved on the word or the name Buddha? Won't save you, will it? How about Confucius? How about Harry, Harry Krishna? Huh? No. No. How about Joseph Smith? No. How about Moroni? No. There's only one name that will save. And it's the name J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. Did you hear me? That's why it's so important that we go out and arrest people. You know what I mean? Arrest their attention and, and call their attention to this name of Jesus. Because there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And there's no other name whereby we can be saved other than the name Jesus. Power in that name. Power to save. Power to transform people's lives. Do you understand that? Power to transform people's lives. Uh, how many of you ever heard of Saul of Tarsus? Remember he was persecuted in the church? He was a bad guy. And, and, uh, but he was on the road to Damascus, wasn't he? And there was a light shone about, around him and he fell to the ground. And, and he, he cried out and he said, Lord... And, you know, who, who are you? He said, and, then, and then the Lord answered and said, Jesus, whom you're persecuted. Guess what? Saul called on the name of Jesus. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. 
shall be saved. And Saul called on the name of the Lord Jesus. He called on him. And in that instant, he got saved. And he went from being Saul, the persecutor of the church, to Paul, the great apostle of the New Testament. And if, and if the name of Jesus can transform Saul and make him Paul, there's nobody that's too far gone. Amen? There's power in that name. Notice John 1 and 12. Notice John 1 and 12. Notice John 1 and 12. But as many as received to him, talking about Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in what? In his name. Who were born. That means born again. Not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You see, when you believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you receive him into your heart, then you become a child of God. But only the name of Jesus can get that done. So let's always keep that name of Jesus close to our hearts and on our lips because that is the name that saves. Also, it's the name that unlocks heaven. How many of you would like to unlock heaven? Well, it's the name that unlocks heaven. Notice what I mean by Look at John 16, 23. John 16, 23. Just talking about the name of Jesus here today for a few moments. John 16, 23 says, In that day you'll ask me nothing. Jesus is talking now about the day in which we live, the day of grace. In that day, you'll ask me nothing. Now, this always astounds people when they, when I share this with them from the Word of God and see if you've been praying to Jesus, you're not praying the way He's told us to pray. Now, can you talk to Jesus? Certainly you can. Can you talk to the Holy Ghost? Sure. Love on Him, fellowship. But if you, if you, if you're going to be praying, asking heaven for things, you need to be praying to the Father. In the name of Jesus, watch this. And in that day you'll ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will what? Give it you. Now that's worth coming to church for just to get this one prayer nugget here. A lot of people, they get so aggravated and they even get mad at God and they even a lot of times stop attending church. Because they say, well, I've been asking Jesus to do such and such for me for years and, and he never did it. Well, you hadn't been praying in line with the word of God. You need to ask the Father. And you need to do it in the name of Jesus. Now, now he says here, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father. And you know, you need to study the whole Bible and see when he says whatever there, he's talking about whatever's in line with the Word of God. You can't just go pray in your own will and expect God to answer you. You need to go into the Word of God and find out what God's promises are and what He's promised to us. And then you need to go to the Father and ask Him for what he's already promised us in line with his word and ask the Father in the name of Jesus and he will give it to you. Does the Bible say that? Jesus said that, didn't he? But you see, you have to ask in the name of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of that name, are you? Now then, let's look at this. 
Healing in the name of Jesus. We saw salvation in the name. Praying in the name. Let's look at healing in the name. Did you know God is still in the healing business? Did you know that? Did you know over the last 15 years we've literally had hundreds of people healed here by the power of God in the name of Jesus? Did you know that? Did you realize that? God's still in the healing business. He, He really, 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 really is. Did you get everybody healed? No, I'm in good company. Jesus didn't get everybody healed either in his ministry, did he? Did he? How many of you know when he went to his hometown, the Bible says there in Nazareth, he could there do no mighty works. Didn't say he wouldn't, said he couldn't. You know why he couldn't? Because of their doubt and unbelief, lack of faith. But we've gotten a good number of folks healed. And I'm still going to preach healing. Amen. This is what the world, the world needs. You know, the world needs salvation. They need to hear about Jesus and get, get, they need to get saved first and foremost. But you know, there's a lot of hurting people out there that could use some healing. Is that right? Somebody said, well, which is more important, salvation or healing? Well, if you want to make a, if you want to make a, a question out of it, choose salvation. Wouldn't it be better to be saved and miss hell? But you know what? God's such a good God. Uh, He's an also God. Did you know that? You can get saved and also get healed. Isn't that wonderful? Aren't you glad serving God's not an either or proposition? It's an also. You can be saved and also what? Healed. And you can also be prosperous. Is that right? What do I mean by prosperity? Have enough to have your needs met and then some left over to bless the other guy. Is that right? Praise God. But look here in Acts 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes upon him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. Now people stop right there and say the disciples were broke. How many of you know they weren't broke? They just didn't have any money on them at the time. How many of you know if they went over there where they were meeting, they had some goods saved up over there, didn't they? Didn't they? I said, didn't they? Now, see, if, if Brian asked me for some money right now, ask me, go ahead, ask me for some money. Because I don't have no money on me. Now, are you going to establish a doctrine that Pastor Terry's broke? No. I just, all I have is a key. But it's a master key to the whole building. Do you have one of those? I didn't think so. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Isn't that wonderful? But it was in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you see. There was no healing power in those apostles in and of themselves. You understand that? How many of you know there was no healing power in them in and of themselves? How many of you know there's no healing power in and of any man or woman of themselves? Did you know that? 
But there is healing power, but it's not, it doesn't belong to man, it belongs to God. It's His power. And how do we tap into it? And how, now it did flow through these apostles. I mean, they did have the healing power in that it flew, it flowed through them, but it wasn't theirs. Whose is it? It's God's. Anybody that gets healed, man can't take credit for it. It's God's power that heals people. That's where men get in trouble is when people start getting healed and they start taking credit for it. I can't heal anybody and neither can you and neither can anybody else. Only God. But the power of God can flow through believers, you see. Does, didn't Jesus say these signs will follow them that believe in my name? They'll lay hands on the sick and they will what? Recover. That's still in the Bible. It's still in the Bible, even though maybe there's a lot of preachers not preaching it anymore. It's still in the Bible. Did you hear me? And, and as you read on through the story, you know, everybody gets excited and all of that. And, and, and there were t- there's another time I remember in the Bible where Paul got somebody healed. I think it was him and Silas, I believe it was, and they wanted to make gods out of him. Remember that? And Paul said, no, we're just men like you. But they just had something everybody else didn't have. They had the name of Jesus and the power that was available to them through that name. And you see, they said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And then in verse 16, what does Peter say? He says, and say this, say his name name. through faith in his name has made this man strong. Amen. It's the name of Jesus, that name that's above every name. Stand with me, if you would. Praise God.